Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Football School Podcast coming to you live from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And that is relevant because today we're going to talk about LSU. It's Monday after the college football season has ended. Oh, went out a winner. Great fun to watch that play out in Tiger Stadium. <laughs> they, they let him go. <laughs> Quite a while ago, you figured the coach would be in place yesterday. He's not. Here we are today. Uh, I'm not saying there are people stalking my house, but there are people stalking my house. It's not weird at all. It's LSU. Today, once again, joined by college football experts Zach Barnett, John Bryce. They don't live in Baton Rouge. I do. And hence, I get to have the most fun in this pod. Gentlemen, all right. So uh, a lot of chatter about whether uh, – I'm sorry, Lincoln Riley was actually offered $12.5 million, eight years. Lincoln was actually offered – $100 million by LSU is what I'm told uh, by folks at LSU. Um, Trace took that, and now Lincoln is at USC. It happened. I don't know what to tell you. The market's been set. The bar has been put out there. Um, Scott Woodard, <laughs> he's, you know, he beats his chest. He touts his credentials. He's going for a big dog. He's going to pay a lot of money for a head coach. I, he's basically got a blank check book, although I'm not sure the TAF is really thrilled with that. Uh, he's going to spend a lot of money. He's going to hire a very good football coach. There's no doubt about it in my mind. The man's got a blank check. He's going to get someone really good. If your fallback is Lane Kiffin, that's pretty good. Okay, and He doesn't want to fall back to Lane, but if he has to fall back to Lane, that's a pretty good outcome for LSU. With that said... There's been a lot of chatter. I know Tom Bryce and I have been hearing a lot of the same stuff. But a lot of discussion about is Matt Rule ultimately the guy. There's been a lot of, I'll say, whispers in the wind that they've gone back and checked on Brian Kelly again. Um, you know, Jimbo's always out there as something that people talk about. You know, I, could Scott ultimately go back to Jimbo with some absurd number? Sure he could. Could that get done? Maybe. Do I think A&M has the, the resources to match? Yeah, they do, and they don't want to lose him. Um, so I don't think Jimbo happens. Talk to me, fellas, because like, i got other ideas. LSU's got uh, other ideas. We've all got other ideas. I, I think it's um, incredibly interesting that we're in day 50 since Orgeron was fired and LSU does not have a head coach, and by all indications – LSU does not have a head coach secured that is prepared to announce tomorrow or Wednesday. So it's not just the absence of a head coach. It's that we're day 50 and LSU does not seemingly have a final candidate with which it is zeroing, zeroing in on. I think that candidate was Lincoln Riley. After that candidate was initially Jimbo Fisher. I think it's gone back to Jimbo Fisher. And I absolutely believe from talking to people at Notre Dame and across the country that LSU has unequivocally made a run at Brian Kelly. Now, Brian Kelly laughed off the USC job. He was very high up on the Trojans board. And this is not a knock on your wonderful domicile, Scott, but I would argue that most people would pick living in Los Angeles, that LA, rather than the boot LA. And so if Brian Kelly laughed off um, saying he wouldn't even be able to take a $250 million offer from USC without permission from his wife, I don't see the LSU thing happening, but I do absolutely believe that LSU has gone extremely hard after Brian Kelly, particularly in the past 24 to 48 hours after it realized Lincoln Riley was going a different direction for sure. 
So Trace Armstrong represents Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. Obviously, Trace is aware of <laughs> the size of the offer to Lincoln. You have to presume he was in discussions and has been able to get that in front of Brian in some capacity. Maybe this is, you know, another play by Trace to get his client more money doing his job. Might not be at LSU, but it might just be more money in their name. And Kelly makes about seven, maybe seven point four million at Notre Dame. They don't have to publish the full um, nature of his compensation package, or even most of their assistance for that matter. Um, but Kelly makes somewhere in the seven, north of seven, but way below twelve million. And he's a darn good coach. That can be okay, thought. So I have two questions for you guys. Number one, we just watched Ed Orgeron. The coach LSU thought so little of they fired in midseason. Go out and beat Jimbo Fisher. Is it really? Are you really hooking a hundred and fifty pound Marlin if you go out and hire a guy that went eight and four with his the best team he's had at A and M, and that just got beat by the coach you that you think so little of? Like, is that even like that great a hire? Is Jimbo? It makes, it the, makes no the sense. Better than Jimbo, the actual coach in twenty twenty one. The entire concept makes no sense. Next question. Next question. Is there any possibility that Brian Kelly, if Notre Dame is number five on Sunday, does he think, you know what, I just I can't win a national title at Notre Dame. Like the system is not set up for me. I want to win a title and go out. I need to do that at LSU. Like, is that is there any reality to that? I would be as equally stunned by that as I was by Lincoln Riley to Los Angeles. So I therefore cannot say never, but I would be flat out stunned because if we're talking path to a national championship, USC, once again, I'm not saying USC is a better job. USC has a better path to a national championship right now than does LSU. And LSU's path, by the way, is not going to get any easier in the coming years with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC which the Pac-12 does not have. The Pac-12, we all wondered if it could withstand the seismic shifts we saw across the, the landscape this summer, particularly as it pertained to college football. All right, let's talk Matt Rule, and then I want to get into some other names. So Matt Rule, an agent called me yesterday, and we we're talking through the scenarios of Matt Rule. He says, what you can't do is you can't Bobby Petrino this. You can't – they had a bye week coming up. They're on a bye week now. You can't do it during the bye week and you're out. That can't happen. You're Bobby Petrino, and you've ruined all the credibility you had built up. That's a terrible idea. Obviously, by the way, the Matt Rule thing only makes sense if he's bringing Joe Brady. Uh, and that's the excitement that uh, I'm not sure Matt Rule would excite a lot of people in Baton Rouge. Joe Brady. He's a good coach, though. Oh, yeah. great football coach, no doubt about it. But I mean, it's just not, it's not an exciting one that would excite a lot of people initially. So you can't, Matt Rule, you can't Bobby Petrino it. You could Nick Saban it. After the season, you say, you know what? I found out the NFL is just not right for me. My heart's in college. My heart's in developing young men. And Matt absolutely loves that. I mean, Matt, Matt's one of those NFL guys who still comes back not only to college campuses, but to high school events. And I talks to young people. He loves it. So maybe Matt could sell that. The, issue, the downside is you're stepping away from a billionaire owner. And, and burning him after two years, eh, gosh, but it, it could work, but it's really tough. Yeah, and we don't know if um, if that billionaire owner, we don't know where he sits on things right now because 
the Carolina Panthers. And look, they have been hammered by injuries and they've been unsettled at best. That's a, that's probably too kind of a word at the quarterback position. They're 10 and 18 right now under Matt Rule, who won, who had two double digit win seasons at Temple. So the guy can flat out coach. How much of it is a Carolina problem versus how much of it is a fit versus how much of it is quarterback and everything else. And plus, everything we know about Joe Brady is the guy, all he wants to do is sit in his office 365 days a year and draw plays and coach ball and not have to worry about all the other BS. I mean, he saw, he literally lived the experience of an LSU offensive coordinator and traded it in to go work at the NFL. So what evidence do we have that other than LSU really wanting it to happen, what evidence do we have that he'd go back and do that again? Yeah, and, and the awkwardness is Brady recommended Jake Peets. <laughs> okay, what? <are> we, <laughs> it just uh, feels like a Seinfeld episode. Okay, so now we're going to transition to a couple other guys. Last week, the ESPN triumvirate published that Scott Wood was making a run for Jimbo. If they didn't get Jimbo, they were planning to hire Bill O'Brien. I'm not kidding you. I think I saw looters and rioters in the streets as soon as they went, Bill O'Brien, burn that thing down. They were they were walking down Acadian Thruway on their way to LSU's campus. Folks, it would be like Tennessee Shiano all over again. Folks. I, I don't I, think they've spoken to Bill O'Brien. You know better I, than me, but people I trust say they've not spoken to Bill O'Brien. That I'm just telling you, that there'd be mutiny. It would, oh boy. Okay. Mutiny. I, thought, I thought mutiny was Mike Leach to uh, Oklahoma. I thought, I thought that was the pirate to Oklahoma was the only mutiny we were talking today. Right, I mean, that, 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 that reminds me. Of, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I think we're in agreement. If Lane ultimately got, ultimately got hired, Lane would win a lot of football games at LSU. I don't know how long mm-hmm. Lane would stay. I don't know. <laughs> LSU's had some off the field stuff. I think LSU's trying to get away from off-the-field stuff. I think their new president is very aware of that portrayal in the media and with students and with human beings and alums. I just don't think Lane is first choice, but if they ultimately wind up hiring him, I think he's going to win a lot of games. I think, I mean, look, if, if Lane can win 11 games twice at FAU, I think, and now the first ever 10-win regular season, in the history of Ole Miss, which has some nice history, by the way, I think that shows you that Lane can win everywhere. I always said had Lane stayed in Tennessee, he would he would win the East and have a chance to win an SEC championship and everything that comes with it. Now, I also said who knows what the ramifications of that would be, but that was a, a Lane Kiffin of a different time ago. But to your point, Scott, the phrase I was told is that perception is reality, and that's kind of the way – LSU is operating in this search. Zach? Yeah, I think if Lane Kiffin's your floor, I think you can do a whole hell of a lot worse than Lane Kiffin. Like, I, I think, I mean, he he wouldn't be my floor. if I, I mean, we saw what LSU could do when they have their ducks in a row offensively. They did it one year and they went out and won the national title and had maybe the best season anyone's ever had. So if you can get those powers and the talent that you can get at LSU on offense, moving in the right direction, like literally the sky's the limit. Like, go get that done yesterday. Lane won 10, ga- he won 10 games at Ole Miss. I mean, guys, 
Lane's a football coach. So that's not a bad, that's not a bad answer if we get there. So Mark Stoops is on the list. Um, kind of sounds like Mark's probably going to stay at Kentucky. Uh, Mark has an incredible deal in Kentucky. You know, I went up there a couple weeks ago, had a chance to meet with those guys. Uh, he's got an incredible setup. He's got all the support. The thing he doesn't have is an easy path to a national championship. Yeah, if you come out of the SEC West, which is not easy at all, but if you come out of the SEC West, you got a great opportunity to be in the playoffs. His, his he's he's fighting an uphill fight. Got Georgia, Florida, and others um, over in the East as it's currently aligned. So Stoops on the list. I think he'd be a really good football coach here if it happens. I, I don't know where he stands on that list. And I don't know if he would take it unless it's a huge amount of money. And I, think I think he would take it if it's a huge amount of money. Yeah, I think a, a neat thing to ponder is we've never seen Mark Stoops with LSU talent. And that's two different animals. We've seen Mark Stoops beat LSU with very good, developed, old Kentucky talent. Guys that he has recruited as two and three stars and a few four stars out of the Midwest. Guys that Ohio State ignores. Guys that he takes away from Cincinnati and turned them into draft picks, first round draft picks. Turned them into very good college football players and beaten some good teams. We've never seen Mark Stoops with LSU talent. We've also never seen Liam Cohen, who I think has done a nice job for the Wildcats this year, with not a tremendous amount to work with, with that kind of talent. And I think Liam Cohen has huge career runway ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, the the appeal of – I was just going to say the appeal of the SEC is that it's one of the most cutthroat sports leagues in the world. And Mark Stoops has managed to carve out real job security for himself. Now, do you want to trade that in for the least secure program in the conference with the shot at to go with a shot at immortality? Like you're never going to win the title at Kentucky. You could go be immortal at LSU, get fired two years later with $20 million out the door. I mean, do you want, or you could work at Kentucky for the rest of your life. That That's a conversation he has to have with himself. Mario Cristobal has been mentioned here and there. I don't think that's a real possibility at LSU. Maybe it happens. I, I'm not hearing that at all. Uh, anybody got thoughts on that? Nothing. I'd be, I'd be stunned. I think if Mario was going to take a job, he would have listened longer to USC. It was my indicated to me by even USC staffers that he didn't listen to them a whole lot. Right. Now, Miami might be a different subject if it comes up and if they're willing to pay. Matt Campbell is an incredible football coach, I believe. Uh, Matt, for the first time ever, seems like, for the first time in a long time, is willing to listen to opportunities outside of Iowa State. Could Matt be the guy? I think Matt would be great at LSU, to be honest. I I don't know that he'd recruit at a level that LSU fans are satisfied with. I think he'd go out there and find football players, but I I don't – I think if if I know the hyper-online – as LSU super fan, I think he'd say, why are we not getting these guys, these guys, these guys? I think there'd be, I think you'd have to really prepare yourself that it's going to be a different type of LSU team than what you might have in your mind in, in terms of the elite of the elite talent wearing purple and gold. Yeah, Zach, I, uh, first of all, I have to remind you, this is Louisiana State University. that They get whatever they need to get from this state. Anyways, uh, LSU has recruited a huge number of five-star, four-star offensive linemen over the last decade. Yeah, you know, offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Campbell might write, might recruit the right 
Yep. Four stars. Maybe not the five stars. Who knows? Maybe go after him. Who knows? But he developed them. Uh, Matt Campbell is a ball coach. Anyway, I think Matt's down the list. I think he's willing to listen. I think he'd be a good hire if it ultimately happens. But anyway, JB, you got anything to add on Matt Campbell or no? Uh, no, not a lot to add on Matt Campbell. I think he would be very successful in Louisiana because I think Matt Campbell is such a culture guy and he's been so receptive of high school coaches that he himself would not have to be this superstar recruiter because I think he would foster a sense of community around the state of Louisiana that would have all these coaches wanting to send their players to Matt Campbell because you see the way guys love playing for Matt Campbell. And Scott knows it the best of all of us, but I have spent quite a bit of time in Louisiana. It's a different it's a different fabric of society there. It means so much for so many of these kids to play for LSU. And I think that Matt Campbell would be an even greater part of that because of the way he develops people, because of the way he turns young guys into young men and productive men. But I do think, and you just saw me walk off camera, um, that's what we all do. I do think LSU is still trying its best to make runs at Brian Kelly. I firmly believe that. I, I You don't have to believe it. I know it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, let me uh, throw one more thought out there, then we'll get out of here, and I'll finish this where I started this. My one last thought is it would be highly entertaining if they hired Mike Leach. I'm just going to leave it at that and say it would be highly entertaining. Okay, I'm going to finish this where I started. LSU is going to hire an outstanding football coach. They got a blank checkbook. They're going to do it. Scott can't fail here. So he's going to hire somebody great. It's going to be great. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's coming. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And as long okay, as Santa Claus, Ryan, everyone else will enjoy this. All right, Santa Claus. <laughs> Tell Santa Claus right. I said hello. We're out of here. Football Scoop Podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Share it with your neighbors. Share it with your friends. We'll talk soon. God bless you all.